Hello and welcome to the Over Under Chiefs, the only podcast on World Cup Sports and Gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Sox Before joining me as always, he's going to be the third Splash Brother this summer. It's Jason Waterfalls. Is that true? Big water water sports guy for you? Well, waterfalls, Splash Brother, let's do this. Oh, it's right there. I haven't seen it. I didn't even think about it. That's incredible. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I was just like, you know, summer's coming up. I'm in vacation mode. You know, I'm leaving tomorrow. Don't know if I'll ever come back, but I'm just like, I'm going to be in the, in the pool, going to be in the ocean, stuff like that. Where's just one? That was kind of my thought process on that joke, to be honest with you. That's where I was. Who are the new Splash Brothers on that team? I mean, after last night, Clay's yeah, like, it's still me, by the way. <laughs> Because, one game of series. Yeah, but um man, there was one sequence where like he missed like a little uh like a bunny jumper, got the rebound, fade away, missed that, and then they still got the rebound and he got a three, and I thought, if you miss this, you have to stop. Like you have to leave. But uh, <laughs> he switched it, so I was like, Okay, good for you, Clay. I don't know, man. I think I like you for the third. You know? Thank you. I like Steph. And it's really just Clay and Jordan uh Poole. I almost called him Jordan Peel. Jordan Peele could also be a Splash Brother, though, because Nope is coming out this summer. I think it's going to be really good as well. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm happy for the Warriors. Did you catch much of that game? I did not. I ended up watching some Selling Sunset. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not into Selling Sunset. Is that true? I'm not either. Yeah, it's true that I was watching it. Yeah. To bed, but it's a wild show. I started in season five because of my brother and my sister-in-law. You know, it just, uh, I like how you just, you uh, helped your brother. You're like, it's my brother. Big pause. And my sister-in-law. <laughs> That's a good good brother move by you. It just looks very busy. Looks like a lot of stuff's happening, and it feel I don't know if this is true. It feels like it's channeling a lot of Real Housewives stuff, and yeah. like I'm just, and I've never gotten into those, so maybe it's just like I'm just waiting for the challenge to get back. Okay, we're just we're just passing time. You know, we're all just passing time until the challenge gets back. I think that's good. The Overrunner Cheers is a show intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time, we do discuss gambling in a variety of ways. Accordingly, we are not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason. Selling Sunset aside, how are you doing? What's like? What's the story with you? I'm doing really good. You know, uh, we got the Indy 500 this weekend. Uh, we've got um, we're actually going. The wife is actually going. She's gonna have to work this weekend finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And a lot of rain this week, and hopefully a gorgeous three day weekend. That's right. We just did a lot of landscaping, so I was very excited to get all that free water. All that free water. Didn't have to use my own water supply, pay that bill. I'm very excited about that. Do you want to share with people the hostile energy you brought into our text thread this week when you said, hey, this is kind of interesting. Miles Teller, not Glenn Powell, is doing the uh, whatever. I stopped, Honestly, I stopped reading the text because I was like, I know what this is. This is, this is someone <laughs> trying to provoke me right now. I don't know how it's hostile energy if I'm Team Miles, even though we both believe that Glenn Powell is going to be the breakout star mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of Top Gun Maverick. However, I'm a Miles Teller guy. He's a little weird. He's a little, uh, maybe a little bit of a, maybe not, maybe a jerk, maybe not a jerk. We don't know for sure. I think, okay, but... from what I understand, and this is maybe like one Google News item that I didn't read. Okay, so I just want to contextualize that. I think he's a pretty cool, chill guy. And now I'm already like mentally backpedaling. He's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but or I, I, he was I, friend with Shailene. And then who got who got Miles in the breakup? I don't know. See, I think I, I'd read like he's actually kind of like pushing them in a more normal direction. But like, guys, let's just be chill. Let's not be dramatic. Like, if he's got something where like he beat up a waiter, I apologize. I, d- I didn't see that news item. But I think he's kind of chill. Did you ever see? I wish I knew the name of this. It's his he's drum guy. Drum guy. Intense drum guy. No, I did not see no JK Simmons. Yes, dude. That's it. No, I did not see that one. But a lot of people I don't know why I didn't see it. I think that just the energy I mean, I don't do the Jordan Peele movies. Mm -hmm. I don't do 
that real, real, real intense. Uh, you know, I, obviously, I do not watch horror or scary movies, mm-hmm. and that that drum one <laughs> percussion man okay that's, that's not the that's name a of great it. title though that's a great like christian <laughs> title you know like when they christianize it it would be like that, that would be really good it's whiplash i did have to look it up okay I, there we I, go drumline <laughs> it was like i know it's not drumline i was hoping you weren't gonna like, look it up and then we were just gonna keep inventing new movies but miles teller is gonna be the honorary starter at the indy 500 mm-hmm. this weekend and he's gonna wave the green flag i was sharing that mm-hmm. with the thread yeah I thought that was a reasonably th- reasonable thing to share. And um, did I also say Glenn must have been busy afterwards? I did. Yeah. Okay. And then why don't you tell everyone what you what your next text was? Do you remember what it I was? I don't. I don't. I can't be held responsible because I was lashing out in anger. So, you know, I think it's something... You said it's something ab- overrated <laughs> race. The greatest spectacle in racing is an overrated race yeah. slash overrated actor, colon, Everything tracks for me. I, look, I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm saying hurt people, hurt people. You would hurt me. I, I just needed to hurt you. So, you know, that's how that goes. I just, I assume Glenn Powell's at the White House. I assume he's trying to solve the monkeypox. I assume he's going to be late night. He's, he's. I'm not saying he's in more important places, but I think he's got more important things to do. Honestly, so I think that Glenn Powell is Ryan Gosling Jr. You know how Ryan Gosling is cool, has a good look, yeah. but like it's certain roles. I don't know. It was like Blue Valentine. Was that one that was? That's a, tough, that's a was very a, tough hang of a movie. But that's a, he's really good in it. You know, he brings like. A but doesn't doesn't it. Glenn need something like that? Yeah, he needs a serious part. I think you're exactly right. And I think that I think there's something there. He's like more of a commercialized Ryan Gosling. Did you watch the uh, trailer for Gray Man uh, that dropped this week? I did. Whoa, that is okay. So uh, Jamie and I talked. I'm in on it. Okay, <laughs> Jamie and I talked on the main feed, and I had seen some reports in some of my sources, you know, that I yeah. have all, all over the world, and uh, they were like, "This is this is not looking great. There's some division. There's some doubt. There's some speculation. This can be a huge bomb." And I watched the trailer. I'm kind of into it because I think I like trashy Chris Evans, and I like villainous Chris Evans, you know. So, oof, this is a big of a pickle for me. This is a bit of a pickle. And I love. Anna de Armas, of course, from Knives Out, for her and from right. That's why you. That's why you love her. Yeah. What, what movie was she? She was in the Bond movie recently. Yeah. Right. You're not saying no, the Deepwater movie where she's like she has like I did not see this movie. angry aggressive no. sex and Ben Affleck just no, has to I, watch. That's a that's no, a, honestly that's a wild movie. <laughs> okay. I, honestly, do I, need, do I need to watch that? No, I've not seen that movie. Jason, can I, I? If you're like, hey, I was really holding Deepwater for like you know Valentine's Day or like a Christmas Eve movie. Go ahead and like skip a couple of seconds because I'm a spoil uh, deep water. But um, so uh, the plot of deep water is Anna Damros is kind of like a, like a sexual psychopath and she keeps seducing men that are not her husband and Ben Affleck keeps killing them. Okay. And then uh, someone finds out about it and he has to kill that person. And do you know who the man is who finds out about it? I don't. The coach on winning time who Jason Siegel has to replace. Okay. Oh my God. It's incredible. And and the finale is incredible because Jack McKinley Ben Affleck's McKinley? not going to catch him. And you think the guy like Jack McKinney, whoever that the, the coach as the actor or whatever, um, you think he's gotten away, but then like he looks down to like tweet or something and uh drives off the road into like a river and dies. And that's how the movie What's up with this guy? I don't know, man. He only takes movies where he has ve- vehicle crashes? I don't know, bro. It's, or shows? Like it's not a good movie. But it's an entertaining movie. I'll tell you that right now. It's very entertaining. So, Well, Ana de Armas in Knives Out was incredible. Yes. And then when she showed up in James Bond, yes. uh, her very small part in that was amazing. Yes. And that needs to be, that needs to be 
the spinoff that she that she works on, not the John Wick whatever spinoff that she's I love it. getting. I love what you're saying here. So I don't know, man. Uh, impromptu over under the Gray Man on Rotten Tomatoes over under <laughs> under. <laughs> you think under? I mean, everybody's just saying it looks really bad. I'm just very interested in Ryan Gosling because he never got picked up probably by his own choice in the whole Marvel DC yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it was by his own choice. I, th- I think that this is going to be his take on that because the other two have been in action movies, whereas Ryan, you know, this is going to be very interesting. Now, I love Ryan Gosling. I need to preface with that. Yeah. Having said that, okay, with all due respect, his kind of like stoic face in the, in the, in the Gray Man trailer is... I don't know if that's the right vibe because like Chris Evans is doing a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, sarcasm and fun stuff. And then Ryan Gosling's just like blank face the entire time. Yeah, but he I is, don't know if that's going to be the vibe or not. There is some like trash dash stuff that's inserted where it feels like he's channeling um, uh, crazy, stupid love character, which I'm like, that's an interesting movie. And I would watch that. And while Chris Evans is doing like douchebag Yankees fan, also a very interesting movie. And I, I would love to watch that, but you're right. I don't know if this is more shorting Netflix and how much money they spent on this movie, which is over $200 million. Um, which is crazy. It's insane. It looks like, but it, I mean, this is, this is just like a really, not even like a deconstructed John Wick movie. This is like John Wick, but with bigger stars and more dialogue. That's what this movie it's is. It's just a Marvel movie on Netflix without Marvel characters. Man, I don't know. I, and I, I, I'm going to watch the heck out of it. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to watch it so hard. Crazy Stupid Love. How many times have I seen it? Over, under, a hundred times. I would say easily over. Easily over. I love that movie. So Hannah Banana twist much. always gets me. I mean, it doesn't, but it always <laughs> kind of does. Always I always think me. I'm like so clever. That's so smart. That's so good. And that fight scene when everybody's like has a reason to fight <laughs> in the, when they're in the backyard in a circle. That's the best. What's the name of the boyfriend that, uh, uh I know, I know <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hold on. Like David, David Van Ble- peppercorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a good three syllable like slab of meat you know what i mean and i love it so much i love there's a jk simmons uh in i think i love you man where he's like my best friend hank Mardukas, and it's <laughs> so i, lo- I love it. andy sandberg and my best friend hank Mardukas. exactly i love a good three syllable like just all american uh name so if you if you'll if <laughs> david linhagen david linhagen yes <laughs> God, I love it. I just so I love good. I love stupid names so much. Um, okay, let's go overreacting, underreacting before we get to our over unders. Uh, first up, uh, did you see this Tom Brady hole in one while a drone filmed? And are you a baby and you believe this was real? Are you a baby and believe that it's not real? Why would they fake this? Why? Because he fakes everything. Did you not look? I love the guy. You know I love the guy. But uh, did you also think when he was throwing footballs into like the pitch machine thing? Yeah, you thought that was real yes. too. Do you believe? Yes. Still, Jason, come on, man, man. Hold on, hold on. Uh, don't. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I think it was real. Why would they? Why would it be? Why would they need to do a fake one? What's the point? Because they're promoting this drone. You know, I don't want to introduce you to capitalism, but I don't know what drone it was. Which, by the way, drone. I had a little bit of a situation with a drone. What happened? Recently. Did you fly it in a tree? I almost. No, I almost took my wife's head off and my buddy's head off. Whoa, it was which order? And there's. There's Nest Cam footage of it. Oh, it's, I think we are going to need to see that. I think we're going <laughs> to need that on great. the Instagram or something. It's 
It's not great. No, I'm not putting it on Instagram. That's like an okay, immediate okay. lawsuit. What if we put it in the uh, on the Substack? I'm not sending it. To, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll share a screen and let you watch it. I'm not even sending it to you. Let's put it on the Substack just for the supporters, so they can see. No, it. come on. It's so bad. It was an accident. It's not good. Now, okay, I lo- a lot of follow ups. Drone safety was folks. was this like you were kind of wilding out, and then they walked out, and you didn't know they were around. Was this you were? I was trying to flip the drone over. I caught it in my hand. Okay, and then if you flip it over it's supposed to shut off yeah it didn't shut off so then now it's in my hand and it's not shutting off okay so then i threw it away from me okay at at your wife and your your friend no no i threw it away from me away from everybody okay okay so this is away from me further from that okay so your wife was asking for it no (laughs) absolutely not for the record this is recorded audio and then the thing whiplashed huh you like that call that did it boomerang (laughs) yeah the drum boomerang oh my gosh Literally, this is fortuitous. We were having this exact conversation in the office about boomerangs, but drones are the new boomerangs. And I never realized it, dude. When you see the video, it's so bad. Yikes! So did they have to jump? Did you like move it? Yes, they hit the ground. Wow. Okay, drone responsibly, everybody. Drone responsibly. Yes, please, drone responsibly. I'm not allowed to land it on the deck anymore. If anybody's out there, are you? Let's just say there's. <laughs> let's just say there's rules now. There is a bit of a, a probation period. Do you? Are you a camera on the drone guy? And like, look at this 30 minute landscape video that I recorded. Of course. Yeah. On the gimbal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. What? Who has a drone that doesn't have a camera on it? Well, what are we doing here? I mean, I. For the 15 seconds I had one before I flew it into the tree and got it stuck, I didn't have one. But, you know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, you know. So you had a drone without a camera on it? Yeah. Uh, uh, my son got it for Christmas a couple years ago. And we were like, let's just fly oh, this thing around. Oh, your son got it and you, and you broke yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. He was like, can you show me how it works? I was like, I would love to. Uh, flip on, up, right into the tree. And it, it, do you want, it's still there to this day. So, Do you want to hear a Roan drone story? Oh, please. Do we need to explain who Roan so- is? No, let's keep it a mystery. Okay, okay, can we just like can we like mythologize him a little bit? Like yes, like uh, um, a man of many finances. Yeah, a mysterious money manager. Uh, uh, yeah, all of a board. <laughs> all, all. No, that sounds sketchy. Uh, no, but here's Roan the guy. thing about Roan, and I and I told Roan this when I talked to him. Um, he always refers to his assistant, whom I've never met, and who uh, magically can his, he can never it's not his assistant. okay partner somebody. There's another yes, person partner. who yes. always just can't be here today okay <laughs> and i told him i was like hey roan it sounds like you have a shell company of a uh partner i'm not mad about it i just want you to know what it what it appears like and he was like no no comment the part the partner is a great great guy seems like a great guy but i only you know <laughs> i have met him am he i getting catfish because i only interact with him via email you know he never actually well that's what everybody says thinks about me so mm-hmm. i mean it's it's relative I, I have to stick up for him um roan got a drone roan got a drone for christmas one year mm-hmm. And it was one of the big ones. Okay. And he f- started it up in the house and flew it into his hip and had a bruise for like Rone. months. You can't start a drone in a house? Yeah. That's crazy. I've never <laughs> even done that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and flew it into himself. This sounds like when um, somebody... Him like, and I aren't supposed to drone around people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I knew that. Even when I started, I was like, I'm, I know I'm going to ruin this thing. But it's like when people get a hoverboard and immediately start it in the living room you automatically just die. Like you automatically break. Have you been on one of those? Uh, for about three seconds and I jumped off and I was like, this is how I break something. I'm not built for this. I got on it and I was, I was able to balance. I couldn't figure out how to jump off. Oh no. (laughs) You're like, I need an adult to tackle me off of this thing. Well, because if you like put your pressure any direction, you go faster, you go slower, you like reverse. So then how do you get off? I don't like, so like in my mind, I was thinking I'm just going to jump straight up in the air and then move my feet out. Yeah. 
And then that sp- no. <laughs> sent it in a circle. So then I jumped off and then I landed one foot on it. No. Oh, uh, it was bad. Hoverboards were bad. where I felt like an old person, where I was just like, I don't, I don't, uh, can you put your debit card on the internet and like people don't steal it? You know, I was just like, I'm just, I'm not a part of this. This is for somebody else. So uh, you still aren't sure that it was definitely faked and CGI. I know it was, I, I know it was intended to be catch attention it, it did a great job like whatever they're doing and i don't think it was a hole in one either that's the other interesting thing oh, everybody it calls it a hole in one no it looked like he's out in the middle of the fairway oh see, so it's just a the, second or third I shot his t-box but um they do i don't know what they're doing or who his pr team is or whatever but they're doing really interesting brand sponsorships because it's it's getting buzzy in a way that doesn't feel cheap it feels i mean like you know fake cgi accomplishments are a little cheap but i i feel like it's clever it's cl- it's clever what they're doing. Uh, it's unlike other athletes, I think, in the same space. It's fun and it's clean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, so it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, okay, can we talk about Zion? Zion finally got uh, Zion Williamson was finally, I guess, greenlit to play a lot of basketball games for the first time in his NBA career. Um, there have been I don't know if you caught sightings of him during the playoffs, but um, it was like we would see footage of him in practice doing like, you know, um, I guess they would be like ten eighty dunks you know and then it would be like he's a healthy scratch today he can't play or something on a a trampoline floor yeah so it's like i i didn't understand what's going on he also he looks like he's built like a defensive lineman and so that's a little confusing um and i'm not trying to thick shame i'm just like i don't understand what's going on here with zion and i don't i I think a lot of reports where he didn't want to be in new orleans but now after new orleans kind of made their their playoffs run especially against the suns I don't know if he's interested in being back or I don't know if this is the big setup to be like, I'm going to play a little bit like Anthony Davis and then I want you to get me out of here. So where do you land on him um, being in New Orleans for the long term or this is an end game move to get somewhere else? I don't know where he's going to go, so I'm going to keep him there. And I think with the CJ McCallum, McCollum addition, uh, that's been good. Like you were just mentioning, uh, I, I just, I mean, there's always, the contracts don't matter. There's always a, a play. There's always a, a, a trade partner in all of these things, but What's a better situation for him? I mean, That's the he's thing. gonna end up on the he's gonna end up on the Knicks if he really wants out. And it's and like, how's that gonna help? Well, it, it's not exactly like Carmelo, but it feels like a little bit like Carmelo in the sense of, hey, you got a kind of good thing here. You can grow up with them and build a great team, or you can go somewhere else where they trade all their assets to get to you, and it's not great. Like I, I just, I don't. He reminds me of one of those. I just he's missed a lot of time, and I, I know Embiid did this, and everything worked out okay. But Embiid was never as thick as Zion is. And I just feel like in a sport that's predicated on knees and legs and hips, I don't know that that scales well. I don't know that like that will go well long term, you know. But but Embiid was bigger. That's such a good comparison. So like if we're thinking about that in that regard, then it's going to be just fine for Zion. And I, I really happen to think it's going to be just fine. I mean, there, he, he's been carrying this weight for a while. Yeah. Like everybody likes to think that he just gained it when he – got to the nba he'd been like this for a while That's so true. i'm wondering if he's gonna be just fine i mean it's definitely obviously a wait and see but i, I think he's gonna be fine and if i'm him i play the whole year in new orleans and then see what's what like just give it give it your best shot there again back to what Embiid has done in philadelphia and, and then see and then see what's what because that that was a good team and if, if they can keep those keep that momentum going then i think it's going to be good i think they'll be great I, I, there's whisperings that he has some interesting people in his uh corner whispering things and and saying what he shouldn't shouldn't be doing so i wonder if that's gonna um uh, affect the situation in a lot of ways he reminds me of um almost like vince young 
you know, coming out of college where I was like, I've never seen anything like this. This is incredible. This has to work. And with Vince, it did for like a year and then it didn't. And I wonder if the same thing's going to happen with Zion where it works and it looks great for a short amount of time and then it just kind of falls off a cliff. That's that's my fear for him. Um, so you're going to fall off a cliff. Let's talk about Big Baby Davis potentially fighting Jake Paul. That's uh, a new boxing matchup that they're uh, they're kicking around. They're talking about. I think um, Jake Paul's box, boxing company was trying to find a matchup for Big Baby, um, and now there's a rumor that it might be against Jake Paul, which I think would be a departure from Jake Paul fighting people who are the same size as Fivel, um, the cartoon mouse. <laughs> so I'm interested in that. How do you feel about this news that Glenn Big Baby Davis might fight Jake Paul? Jake Paul would destroy him now big baby is 300 pounds at this point so it doesn't matter you think that that 300 pounds we we're just talking about conditioning with zion you think big baby's conditioning is going to be able to match jake paul's do i think that since he's been out of the league uh it for and four- try to what <laughs> I'd, allegedly rip off uh the payroll protection stuff oh the- jason i'm not here to talk about the past i don't, I don't know what big baby <laughs> davis gotten into uh legally did you not know about this I, he, no i did not know about that no yeah he's in like big trouble and he got um house arrest or something because he was involved in a financial scandal oh like ppp am stuff? i making this up i don't know i i uh i know there's a lot of people who did some of the covid like relief stuff and then um either yes. shouldn't have or were very fraudulent in it but he's part of that yeah, Big Baby Davis may have violated bail by attending the Celtics playoff game. Big Baby, come on. You're not supposed to do that. He's in, he's involved with some stuff, man. So maybe he needs this fight. Well, okay, that kind of spins it now because I'm like, he's going to go two rounds and then take a dive for X amount of money. That's yep. pretty valid. I'll just, I'll never forget uh, our, our friend Scotty Bobos, uh, when he was a journalist back in the day in college, he had to travel to interview Big Baby Davis for uh i think a high school football game and big baby he interviewed him because big baby davis was the running back he was the oh my god and he said he was a monster an absolute monster to tackle (laughs) so (laughs) i hope he brings some of that same energy to jake paul because i just before i die i would like to live in a world where somebody knocks out jake paul like just really legit knocks him out you know and i just i think i could like shuffle off this mortal coil a little easier there's a lot of people not taking the fight though you know (sighs) Because they're afraid to get knocked out. Yeah. Because nobody wants to get knocked out by it. I just want one person to be like, I'll do it. I'll have the eye of the tiger for eight months and I will kill this guy. Like, I will actually, I will just blow his nose up and like everyone can rest a little easier. You know? Can I hand up? Can I be really honest with you? Of course. I don't know which one's Jake and which one's Logan. Um, I know what they both look like. Okay. Okay. And I'm so sick of tired, sick and tired of like the the highlight the quote unquote highlight yes popping up in my feed of one of them on the Dallas Cowboys practice field <laughs> like intensely running that route to the end zone yeah okay I don't want to watch that anymore and I don't know I know I know that they both look different and I know the looks I don't know which one's which I I, I always think of it as like um, uh, Jake looks like a Labrador retriever. And the other one looks like... They both look like Labrador. Well, see, the other one is more floppy. Like, what's the dog with, like, a lot of floofy hair? I always forget the name of it. Um, like Mark Zuckerberg's dog? What kind is that? Like, a, it's not a setter. The one... Setter. Cocker Spaniel? Cocker Spaniel. Thank you. That's exactly it. Okay, that's it. Was it? Yeah. Um, All right. The other one reminds me of, like, a Cocker Spaniel. Okay? Still a dog, but a little more floofy. A little lighter, breezy. I literally don't know which one's which, even with that description. Man, okay. One of them's taller, one of them's shorter, one of them's older, one of them's younger. That's right. Yes. One of them's Jake, and one of them's Logan. That's what I know. (laughs) 
Well, I would, okay, to, to simplify this, I would love for someone to knock both of them out. I think that would be great. And honestly, <laughs> if I was managing them, I would say, hey, you know what? I would offer someone an opportunity to knock you out, and you can make a lot of money from that. You can make a Do lot you of know what would make a lot of money? Hmm. It's right there. What? It's right there. It's so easy. Have them box each other. Ooh, that, that, I thought you were going to say Conor McGregor. Like, that would make a lot of money. <laughs> but also, Paul versus Paul, and we have a whole, like, beef. Like, somebody happened, something happened, someone stole money, someone, like, slept with someone's girlfriend, and now we got war on the shore. But I, I guess the issue is. <sighs> What's the issue? Have them box each other. Let's see what but happens. But if you hate They're both of them, do you really care who wins? Now, what yes. I'm thinking is. You're telling me if they box each other, you're not going to show up to see what happens? I, I mean, I'm not going to buy it, but I'm going to check in on it. Okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> tag team boxing match okay dude i was just thinking it you were of course you were i saw it in your eyes i knew it man <laughs> two on two we don't even have to tag in or tag out it's just two guys boxing and it's two brothers and you can fight anybody and it's all fists it's all fists the whole time we just okay. got to think of a good brother duo it's me and you against them okay we what's would our, die what's our strategy we would die <laughs> <laughs> no we would die i just so i understand dying. that in my younger days i would have told myself i could have trained and and been a viable but i know that's not true but we just need two like famous good guy brothers you know um I don't know what the Winklevoss, the Winklevi are up to. I don't know that they're good guys, but no. But hold on, let's go back to us. Okay. Is there two of them? I think there's, there's just one, and then there's a. There might be six they, Paul they, brothers. They, I just know of two. No, no, Winklevi. Oh, I think okay. they CGI'd the second one. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Well, it's Army Hammer. There's not two. You're asking are there two Army Hammers, and there's only I'm one Army kidding. Hammer. I'm just kidding. All right, you and I. All right, tag team boxing match. Still don't know how that works okay. against them. What's our strategy? We stand in a corner. We spread out. I feel like I feel like you're gonna have to go first. You're not gonna like this, but here's my, here's my first thought. Okay? <laughs> okay, I think we start and then you immediately hit the ground and you you know the noise a dog makes before it throws up. And we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You're gonna trigger people. I think <laughs> you. <laughs> I think you start doing that, and everyone's like, wait, is he okay? And then, boom, I fly with the haymaker, you pop up, and then we go after the other one. I think that's a very sound strategy. Just like... People always like to ask about the time that I um, licked Ashley's face when one of the very first times you and I actually hung out. And then um, you say that we got into a kerfuffle or we got into an entanglement. No, you body slammed me. (laughs) And from then on, I did not mess with you. And you are one that I would not mess with. I don't know that you could box one or two Paul brothers. But that being said, between the two of us, you're stronger. You're going to have to go first and wear them down a little bit. Because if I go first and they're fresh... See, but that's why I like the fake dog vomit idea is because (laughs) I could fly in... And you know, I could pack a punch if they're not. Where do you think me. you're coming from? The rafters? This isn't a ladder match. No, but it's it's just it's just sleight of hand, right? Their their <laughs> gaze is on you for a split second, and boom, haymaker, right in the like right in the neck, you know, or in the <laughs> ear. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but I just I like. And then what happens after that? The other one. Just <laughs> so that one's dazed. You pop up. Boom, we're on the other one. The uh, uh, the cocker we spaniel. We are on the other one. Yeah, and then and then we're messing with him. This isn't a movie where the bad guys are just like standing still and waiting to fight the good guy. No, you know you, what but I mean? have you ever been punched in the ear? It dazes you. You can't do much, right? So I think our strategy would be like two on one, two on one, two on one, two on one. Right? We couldn't go like one on one. That's just like a recipe for disaster. Double punch to both their ears at the same time. You do one, and then I'll do one at the same time. Love it. That's great. Now they're dazed. What about the Sprouse? I mean, the Sprouse brothers. They would not. I was just thinking. <laughs> Cool. I'm trying to think of like a good brother 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 on brother matchup, you know. Um, Ch- that, Chip and Dale. Let's make this. Let's have you guys watched it yet? Fight. 
No. Okay, this no. weekend? You can watch it this weekend? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a great catch joke in there about James Corden. It's like really great. It's just really good stuff. Um, what are we even talking about? I don't even know how we got here. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, P. Da- we'll go fast. P. Davidson uh, is leaving SNL. D- does that register for you? Are you like mad, upset, happy? Yeah, I, I hope he still comes back to the weekend update set. Yeah. Because that was like some of his best stuff anyways. And then Chad was great. Yeah. I imagine we'll get that back in some form eventually. But Oh, this is a good um, question. How many seasons until he returns as a host? I'm going to set it at one and a half. You taking over the over? Under. Yep, I was thinking two. At least two. So it won't be this. It won't be this season. It'll be next season. It'd be too fast. Or, okay, so what if I said at two and a half? Under. You th- you, you, I think it, it won't be twenty two, twenty three. It'll be twenty three, twenty four. See, my thing with P. Davidson is, I think he, like, first of all, have you seen his mustache that he grew out? No, it's very strange. It just it, it defies expectation. Oh no, you know, it's just really, really bizarre. I I think he's someone who benefits from. Um, uh, smoke and mirrors, you know? And then the second that it's like, hey, it's Pete, and here's my like my whole aesthetic, my whole comedic aesthetic, I think it's like, oh, I, I don't know that you're actually that funny. I think I think we all know someone who has like, is mostly sizzle or mostly mystique, and then like when they're full focus, it's just like, oh, you're just loud. You're not really that interesting. You don't really have anything good to say. I think he is funny. I think he I can think be funny, that, but I think when the focus is going to be him, it's going to be a big difference. It's going to be a different story, you know? Yeah, that and I think this, uh, you know, you loved that Keenan sitcom mm-hmm. that came out. I, so when Pete's... I did. People know that about me. That's true. <laughs> so when Pete's sitcom, this Pete's N- NBC sitcom with Edie Falco yeah. comes out, that's going to be a test of can he do anything else? That being said, if you're a Glenn Powell fan, uh-huh. then you know about Set It Up, uh-huh. and Pete Davidson was in it as a gay roommate. Right. He's gay and Glenn Powell's roommate, and he was absolutely hilarious. See, I think that's the perfect spot for him, is like the fourth billing, you know? And he comes in, he's got like, he's like a Jordan Poole. He's just going to come in, hit a couple threes, high energy, boom, he's out. But if he's got to be Did Steph Curry... Did you watch Curry, his movie? No, he's not going to be good. Staten Island? It's fine, it's fine. You know, he was fine in it, but he was kind of just like the the straight man through, like the the through line. Yeah, so it was I like, hey, if, just if, be yourself, like do your life, like you did, but like now a camera's on you. You know. So, yeah, but if you put good people around him doing good things, and it's awesome. They did a cut for time sketch where it's uh, forgot about Lorne, where he does like the Eminem song. Did you, oh my, Eminem screaming at him like, God, that was like a like a scented therapy candle for me this week. I loved it so much. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird? conference finals mvp trophies in that development um i love that they're named for magic and larry yeah certainly uh did you watch the video of larry finding out no it was gonna be named I did not very very cute very adorable uh was he like in a porta potty like urinating like a like a loud no. pungent stream of piss and he was like great i don't care because that's what winning time <laughs> oh no, he's you know, a nice guy that's what winning time tells me about larry bird <laughs> you know what i mean i think he was like that back then <laughs> i mean dead serious i think he was that focused back then but uh he's a nice guy now uh, by all accounts, I have no accounts of it. Uh, I'll have to ask my, uh, my my buddy who's got the you need Brad Stevens information. Yeah, you need yeah. sources. Just get some sources and you'll find out. I'm fine with it. Whatever. It's It seems like just everything's getting a dedication or a name. Yeah. And it feels weird right now, but I think in 15 years when I'm like, oh, who won the Magic right. Johnson MVP? Great. I, I still won't care, but it'll just be more rooted, I guess. They were already doing conference finals MVPs before this or not? I don't think they were. 
but I don't know. That's the thing. I just don't. I don't really care. I think they were, but it was just like no pub about like it. The, so maybe this is just finals MVP. I remember that, and like that makes yeah. sense. But I don't know. It just a little. I, I do think if you're gonna do this, you should be able to give it to a member of the losing team if they really truly were the best player. You know, because the finals, it's always the winner, which I understand. But like, let's let's like. It's not always. I think Jerry West. I think won that was like the last it. time. You know, yeah. because there's that one season where the cap, the LeBron's Cavs lost the Warriors, but he averaged like a forty-eight. 28 in like 19 and it's like well you guys come on <laughs> let's give it to the best player here um okay let's get to the overrunners uh this one uh, obviously you know we need to talk about the finals as we're recording i think the uh warriors have just closed out the mavs last night the celtics play the heat i'm assuming the celtics are going to win um we won't have to do that with this uh over under though because i really just want to focus on the warriors and i want to ask how many games do you think the warriors will win in these nba finals i set the number at three and a half obviously so really this is do you think they will win do you think they will uh, get beat and you can answer for the heat and celtics you can just answer for the celtics however you want to take it i think it's gonna be celtics as well so we can just play it that direction okay. and then everybody can point back to this audio of both of us yeah. saying that oh my gosh you missed a historic heat comeback and what were you all thinking i don't know what to do here and i'm not going to just not have a take i have a take but this is a weird matchup to me when it was lebron and Kyrie, when it was against um against the warriors that seemed like a more kind of you know one-to-one type matchup yeah this particular Boston team and how they kind of don't have a, I mean, I know Tatum's absolutely incredible, but Smart does a lot, Horford does mm-hmm. a lot, Brown does a lot. You know, it's 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 a team, right? And then the Warriors play as a team, but they clearly have some top people, right? And then the defense of the Celtics against the offense and a pretty good defense of the Warriors, th- this is kind of tough. I think that the Celtics win. Okay. The whole thing. So uh, I think you're right. I think they figured it out now. As, as long as they can stay healthy. That's a big, and, and that's a big question here because, right. you know, I think the Heat, uh, the reason I just, uh, I'm assuming they're not going to win. I, I think Butler's compromised. Tyler Hero's a little gimpy. I just don't think they can break 85 points anymore, you know, so that's that's an issue. Um, I, but I think you're right. I think a lot of the, man, past, like, excepting last year i feel like the last uh maybe dozen finals it's like i know who's gonna win you know right. uh except for the the Cavs warriors you know uh ridiculous comeback it's all been like this is the obvious favorite and this is the obvious underdog this the, the last two finals have felt very weirdly matched like evenly matched and i think in a lot of ways um you i like the uh transposing of the warriors or the old gun you know the grizzled vet they've been here before they've got the scars and the Celtics are the young up and comer. I love that kind of setup of can the Celtics. But it's really just the, the three guys on the Warriors that's been here before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's like, but I, it definitely feels that way for the record. Everything you said and how it feels is correct. And then you look at it and you're just like, wait a minute, these three guys have been here before, but not really any of the rest of the team. I mean, uh, Iggy, but but he's no, but you're right. Player. But it's like, and it's like for both uh, in different ways. It is a really remarkable story of, and I'm already seeing some of these stories come out of the Warriors. We're one of the only real teams to be like, we're going to keep our core, but also retool and uh, bring in new guys, you know, circulate new blood. So that's fascinating. And then with the Celtics, with the transition from Brad Stevens to uh, Ime Adoku, like you have this team and it's not that different, 
but this guy, this coach just comes in and just changes everything and changes the, their destiny, changes their upside. That's fascinating to me. So I think it's this really interesting approach of like two different franchises. You've got the, uh, can Steph get one more? You've got, can Tatum break through and Brown? And like, can we find like, are these guys finally going to realize their potential? I'm so excited to watch this finals. And I think, you know, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks ago, I would have said if this was the matchup, I'm, I'm leaning Celtics all the way. But the way the Warriors have been playing recently, I can't understand if the Mavs are just spent and they don't really play great defense or if the Warriors are just starting to get super hot because the way they were whipping the ball around last night and Wiggins is in the mix and Clay is kind of firing up and Steph is Steph and Draymond is doing Draymond stuff. I don't know, man. They're going to be tough for me to pick against. I understand that. And I think the uh, the Mavs were just spent. Um, mm-hmm. That's a next level for them. And they've now tasted that. I think you and I talked about that of just like beating they had no Phoenix experience. was their was their finals, and yes. it's all this is all gravy. So they're not going to be the same kind of desperate that they were. And I think they just ran out of they ran out of pl- a plan. Yeah, like it, they really were well coached by Jason Kidd, which is kind of very surprising oh, to yeah. say. But um, through those first couple rounds, and then now I, I think they just ran out of they just a plan. didn't have the firepower. You could tell Luca's legs were yeah. shot. He was leaning on those threes. They were going front rim you know, for the, like the, the second half, but credit to Luca. But yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I was not super thrilled to watch last year's finals because the bucks and the Suns they don't play a really, for me, like an aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball, you know? Um, but this, like the Celtics and the Suns, I feel like it's going to be athletic. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be, uh, like with the bucks and the heat and subsequent rounds for the Celtics, that's felt like a punishing big 10 football basketball game, you know? So I I, I want to see more of the beautiful game. So I'm excited to uh, see. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm not. You're going Warriors, but I'm not going a pod bet. Just be clear. Yeah, yeah, I'm not either. Uh, I I believe it's Celtics, but I'm not 100 percent convinced on it. I, I I want it to be Celtics because I want to see a new team be like elite level, you know. But I, my my heart's gonna say uh, Steph's gonna get one more here. So uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out. We'll stay in the NBA here for the second one, and uh, this is a simple one, and it, a lot of it is from news. Uh, that broke a couple days ago um, that was reported that uh, the Nets, uh, so this is from the New York Daily News, they said the Nets championship hopes hinge on an amicable solution with Kyrie Irving whose personal decision to not get vaccinated and unpredictable injury history have left the Nets hesitant and now, according to a source familiar with the Nets thought process, outright unwilling to give him a long-term extension. Obviously Kyrie is up for that long-term extension. Um, So what I want to talk about is how many games do you think Kyrie Irving will play for the Nets next season? I've set the over-under at 0.5 games so really, do you think he will play for the Nets next year, or do you not think he will? I think he will not. Okay, so they're going to move on, trade him, and like live to fight another day. Either trade him, or he's going to retire and then come back later and then sign with a different team, or whatever the case may be. I think he just needs some time away, and I, you know, good for him. Do it, whatever, blah blah. blah. Your body, your choice. You know, that's my thing. Uh, I, I, if he doesn't want to get vaccinated, his choice. Um, but as far as like it goes towards the team aspect of it. It seems like it is really rough, and I thought Steve Nash was a good hire for that type of team. I yes. mean, he has no experience, so he's probably not the best hire. But as but a star whisperer, I think that's a great hire, you know. But it just seemed to wear everyone down because it just kept going over and over and over again. It's kind of like the Kawhi situation where it's just like you just don't know what the answer is. There's not a lot of uh, substantial communication going on yeah. uh, with with Kyrie, so... I think that KD might be like, look, I want to win. We can't do this again. I think he'll go to the Nets and say that. Um, but 
you just don't know with KD either on those type of stances, especially he's always backed Kyrie. Um, but I think that, it, you know, it, it was just it was just too much over the course of the entire season. Yeah, you know, and I think some people read that and be like, oh, it's a vaccine issue. I, I really, I'm kind of with, with you. I, I don't think it's the vaccine of it all. I think it is the, I think you said the right word, communication. It is the lack of communication. And it, I, I think a lot of people, a lot, I, I mean, in life, I think a lot of people are like, just tell me what's up. And tell me, like, honestly and definitively, and I can deal with it. But when it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to miss, like, two weeks. I, I'm not going to do this. I am going to do this. And then you don't follow up. It's just hard to rely on. And a locker room, especially a, a game like basketball where you rely on five guys, you know, to start, you just need some continuity and communication. So I think the Nets are probably – and part of me thinks this is a, um, like, a, like a baby test of, like, hmm, how are people going to react if we do this? You know, because I think Sean Mark said we expect to resign him to long-term extension uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think most people are, are going to be okay with it. And I think KD, I think he likes Kyrie as a friend and he'll back him up. But I think the competitive side is like, yeah, I'd love to get a guy who I can rely on and can be here and I can like do. And there's other, there's other people in the NBA that are not vaccinated. Yeah. Right. So this is a New York Kyrie situation where he can't play home games in New York, yeah. but then there's also just the exact, like you said, the communication stuff. But there are other players that are not vaccinated that also aren't supposed to be playing in New York or don't play in New York yeah. uh, because of those specific rules in that state. So, you know, maybe that's something with it. Kyrie's like, look, maybe they figure out a way to get him out of there because they're, they, they he wants to play, but he can't play home games there. Or if they finally lifted all the stuff or if it goes back, you know, it's just you don't know what's going to end up happening back and forth with, with that situation. Yeah, so. but I think you're right. It's not it's not that aspect. It is all the other stuff, vaccine aside, yes. that's just like we got to rely on you, man. And if we're going to pay you 30 plus million a year for five years, six years, seven years, whatever it is. Man, like, uh, and next to KD and KD's, the injuries are starting to, they're starting to rack up a little bit. So that's the bigger issue. Like Kyrie is somebody I would be not interested in at all in paying him long term money. KD, I, I mean, you'd have to do it because he's KD, but I'd be worried for a completely different issue, which is, is his body going to hold up? Because it's really it feels like every year he misses, you know, a good twenty games, which might not be the end of the world. It might be how the new NBA is with how intense the the, the gameplay is, but. Oh man, like I'm worried for him. Like, so if I had a sub uh, over under of how many more NBA finals will, will Kevin Durant play uh, in with the Nets? And I said at, at zero and a half, you taking the over or the under on that? Specifically with the Nets is interesting. I don't, it's, it's and I'm gonna follow up and ask you not with the Nets, just in general, too. So be thinking about that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one with the Nets. I just think it's gonna happen. I mean, I think it's gonna happen if they figure out this, this. Um, oh my gosh! I just thought about something. What? What if they trade Kyrie for Westbrook? That would be. And then it's it's LeBron oh. and Kyrie in LA to back together again. Okay. And it's, I like and it's I Russell like, and KD. Look, you know I love that. I, I think that because that um, the only that feels like if the Joker took over the NBA and was like, I want to ruin <laughs> LeBron and Kevin Durant's lives for a season. That's the move and, he would make. <laughs> But see, so that's like the devil getting both LeBron and KD to sign off on their lives being ruined. Oh my gosh, they would never do that. But I also went to, I thought you were about to pitch me Kyrie and Russ versus Logan and Jake Paul. And I'm in okay. on that. That's incredible. You know, now we're off the hook. We don't have to do the dog vomiting thing. Now they get to fight. And I feel like <laughs> is Russ the it. most likely to become a celebrity boxer when he's done? He has to be, right? Yes. Yes. The entrances. No, the, the, I'm going to push the, back. The outfits. Not the boxer. I think he's going to be full MMA. I feel like he's a full body guy. Is there celebrity MMA? 
Uh, I, there should be, right? <laughs> There's about to be. I don't even think it's going to be celebrity. I think he's going to fight real fighters because I think he wants – I don't think punching is enough for Russ. I feel like he – tell me tell me, I'm wrong here. It, You're not. No, look, he's definitely <laughs> someone who has said, I like to watch the light go out. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not. I'm 100% not wrong. So um, I love that idea, though. I love just really turning the screws to, to LeBron and and, uh, and and KD. You know, or what they what they said. Hey, you do one more year with these guys, and then you can pick wherever you want to go. You don't have to be with the Lakers anymore. You don't have to be at the Nets anymore. Do you, so, do you think Kevin Durant gets back to the finals? And yes. It'd be weird to say no because I feel like he'll, he'll he'll change eventually and like you know not ring chase but be like a supporting character. But I just don't think it's gonna happen with the Nets, man. I don't I think they have their shot. I- I think if they figure out this Kyrie, if this Kyrie turns into a trade that makes sense, I mean they're not Who, a terrible who's team. Take they just Kyrie. have uh, somebody will. Man, the Kings—they're always, you know, the, the Oklahoma City. If they're not ready to start their ascent, but it's and, like, and what are you going to get back? You know, because if I'm a GM, there's just always a trade. See, Kyrie is getting into the um, into almost like ah, this is a bad comparison, but like the Tim Tebow situation. Where oh my gosh, what are we doing here? No, but it's like it's um. Are you interested in the talent? Maybe. Are you interested in the circus that comes with it? Not at all. You know, and Kyrie's yeah, super talented, so people will maybe try. But, God, if I'm a GM or a coach, I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to answer questions about it. I just, I hope the guy does well, but no, no interest. No, thank you. Um, okay, speaking of coaching, let's go to our last over-under. Uh, so there's news that's trickling out. Uh, I guess it was uh, Thursday and a little bit Friday so far that Kirby Smart it's about to get paid, uh, which is no surprise. You know, winning a national championship uh, for the University of Georgia, I feel like you can probably fill in your price. Um, uh, but the uh, rumors is that it's go- his new contract is going to place him in uh, the uh, t- upper tier of all college football coaching contracts. So what I wanted to ask you was, over under, when it's all said and done and he has signed his contract, is he going to be higher than the two, than, uh, two and a half highest paid college football coaches or lower? Lower meaning three, Higher. four, five, six, like that. Higher. You think yep. he's going to be, be one or two after this? He's going to be number two. So let's let's talk this out. So we have Lincoln Riley, who's I don't know that we have specific specifics, but he's ten plus, and I think he, it's agreed he's the highest. You have Brian Kelly at nine point five. I'm not sure exactly where Nick Saban is. I think depending on what you're counting, he could be nine point five, he could be nine six, he could be less than that. Let's say he's less. Let's say it's Lincoln Riley at ten, Brian Kelly at nine and a half, and then like uh, Saban at nine something, and Jimbo Fisher at nine. Blah blah blah. Where do you think Kirby's going to land in in that mix? And to me, he's got to be number two. He's got to be ahead of Brian Kelly. Like, if you're in that negotiation, don't you just say, look, I know you're not going to give me crazy Lincoln Riley USC money, but I have to be above Brian Kelly. Isn't that Yeah, I mean, I I agree because it's like, if you're Kirby, when are you ever going to have more leverage, right? And it's not like Georgia doesn't have the money. So I, I think it would be insane if he's not. Honestly, you could talk me into... One overall, you you tell me number one overall because Lincoln Riley has he ever won a, a Natty? I don't think he has. Kirby's got the thing yeah. rolling. I think Kirby's at seven right now, which it was uh, uh, like uh, seven year forty nine million that got renegotiated. I think he was at three and a half. So you know he's doubling uh, <laughs> pretty rapidly. But I don't think it'd be that. You know, if Lincoln's at ten, if you put Kirby at ten and a half, I mean. You know, he's got don't, that thing don't we kind of just think? Don't we just kind of think that Saban probably is worth I don't know forty million a year? Oh, like yeah, it, that's it, the thing. 
it's kind of like you don't even include Saban. Like whatever the, I guess when I'm going to 2.5, I don't know what Saban really makes, but he's worth more and he probably gets paid more and who knows what's really going on. He probably somehow owns the University of Alabama state school, entire <laughs> network of state schools, right? Like, yeah, like what, he gets 10% so, of what the biology department brings in or whatever. Like you've so, got all yeah, kinds so of deals. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately, if I'm Kirby, I'm like, we're not going to talk about Nick. Okay. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. We're going to talk about Lincoln Riley hasn't won anything. Brian Kelly hasn't won anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I want something you pick if I'm above Lincoln or not, but I'm going to be above, above Brian Kelly. Yeah. I'm going to be the second highest paid sec coach period. See, I, okay. I'm not going to be the third highest paid sec coach. I love that. And if I'm, I've never negotiated anything in a situation like that, but, um, I would go in to that meeting and I'm Kirby. I'd say, I need you to explain to me why, I shouldn't be making a lot more money than Brian Kelly. You go, you know, because the whole thing in negotiations is you make the other person talk, right? Because eventually they slip up or whatever. So I would just be like, I don't know. What do you think? What, how much do you think I'm worth to the, to your program? You know what I mean? We should have a special podcast episode where you and I just negotiate something against each other. I love it. It's just a lot of dead 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 air, just staring at each. (laughs) Us just asking each other questions and not saying anything. definitive. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you're right. Like I, I, uh, and look, you alluded to the saving thing seeing what Saban makes, how he makes it and where he's also compensated is one of the most fascinating contractual deep dives you can do. The stuff where he owns dealerships, where the university um, paid off his homes, you know, stuff like that. Like that is, I would love to see the accounting on that because it's just incredible. But yeah, I, th- I think Kirby's got to land one it's or two. A, it's a David Rose uh, write-off. Yes. <laughs> who, who writes it off? I don't know. Somebody, the write-off the, people? The write-off people. <laughs> Incredible, incredible. So I think we're aligned on that. Okay, let's go ahead. We'll uh, uh, end here. Go cameo close to the pin. Uh, in honor of the uh, finals, uh, we're on the eve of the finals and the conversation about the finals. I wanted to choose a legend of the NBA finals. So I have uh, selected Robert. Uh, at what point did you stop calling him Hori and go Ori? Because it, it took a while for me to go Ori, to be honest with you. I only say Big Shot Bob now. That's a that's a fun safe move, you know. I appreciate that. I think that's what smart. is the correct last name. I think it is Ori, but I, I still hear a lot of people. say I've never Hori. said Hori. I've, I mean, honestly, I said myself Hori. I said a lot. I, I'm look. I've always said Robert Ori. I, I play it out as it lies. Okay, so if you spell H O R R Y, I'm going to say Hori, and I, I don't know what else to do. I'm not a smart person, you know. So uh, we'll call Big Shot Bob. We did Big Shot Bob for cameo close to the pin. Um, let me get my marker. Okay. His name is Big Shot Bob. But like when's the last time? A lot of titles. You he's saw got like him. forty-two titles. He does. Yeah, his amazing titles. He does. Um, like everyone, he has a podcast now, and I heard him on another podcast. I did not listen to his podcast. Okay. But when's the last time I've seen him? <laughs> I don't know. How is he not on TV? How is he maybe, not on TV? Maybe I need to listen to his podcast. Maybe there's not a lot there. Who was the guy who played for the Spurs who was just like all defensive, not Bruce off- Bowen? Yeah, I was like, why is Bruce Bowen on TV? But like not Big Shot Bob, you know? Because um, he, he wore a bow tie. That was your guy, huh? I've gone away from the bow tie. Once you see how, how you look in pictures with a bow tie, you know, with just like your head size. What does that size, mean? You looked great. I didn't. And it's fine. And I'm, I'm not, that's not me asking for a compliment. I'm just like, oh, you look like a, you know, like a, like a Bowser villain in Mario. <laughs> so like, don't do that ever again. You know, we're, we're always learning. We're always, you know, just, just get better. You know, better, do better. You know what I mean? I've got my number. I don't feel good about it. I've got my number. I don't feel good about it. Okay. Uh, let's reveal. You have 175. I have 99 on the on the nose. I also went 110. Um, I also went 75. 
I was at 100. Okay. So I, f- I feel and like... I, and I bumped it up because everybody's has been astronomical lately. Yeah. The, the, the Spurrier... Inflation. And the Breeze really kind of threw me. He's an LA Lakers commentator. That's how he's described on Cameo. Hmm. Final answer. Wow. Uh, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Okay, just so, just a humble guy. Yeah, Big Shot Bob. Now on cameo. Cool. I feel like he describes himself as Big Shot Bob, so I think that's worth point two five. To be honest with you, so I think you should. You're take that. you're winning a lot of these uh, ever since you started cheating. Any, I, any comments? No, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. The only one I feel bad so about. Lo- so you've been losing them since you started cheating. No, I, the only one I felt bad about was Spurrier because that was weirdly on the nose and it shouldn't have been. <laughs> You know, and there was a nine involved. Yeah, it was like two forty nine, wasn't it? I just thought you were going to do two fifty, and I was like, I'll have everything else under this, and then it ended up being exactly two fifty. Um, I'll be honest, his cameos don't look great. He does like one of them is in the car with the dome light on, you know, which is not good lighting. <laughs> is it at night? So he needed the light, I guess. But maybe just go into like a building. You know, there's several with all of his NBA titles. <laughs> I guess, but just go into a building. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just like get some proper like industrial lighting. He does like he has a like a built-in behind him, and above it are all his NBA Finals trophies, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, and it looks like there's at least forty-two. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Well, I feel I feel guilty, but you know, we were both because of the cheating. It's like you you guessed one seventy-five. That's a, that's not a good guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> you knew that. You knew that. Okay. You let but me it's win. Big that. shot, Bob. Maybe he's like, look, if if I'm doing these, I need the money. I or I want it. the money, I should say. I get it. It's always just, it, it's do the fundamental question is we can talk about Jersey numbers. We can talk about their, their profile. Are these people volume or all, are they about like uh quantity yes. or quality? You know what I mean? That's the fundamental. It's like, question. The, it's like the big thing I need to know after a Jersey number. Sure. Is, is it for charity? Yeah. And is it, is it, um, is it for charity? And if it's not, that means it's staying in house. So then you go into the volume thing. Maybe right? we start guessing like uh, personal and then charity, and just do a combo guess. And if it applies to charity, then we can use the charity score. You know what I mean? Because are you assuming that charity charity is always going to be higher, right? I assume so, but I can't yeah, check that without seeing the number. You know, so I'm I'm compromised as soon as I as I investigate that. So um, okay, well that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers. Uh, some house cleaning before we go um so june's gonna be a little hit and miss i'm gonna be out of town a little bit um so we'll probably be here for a couple episodes and then uh my thought is in july we'll be back pretty regularly we're gonna start counting down football previewing some college stuff previewing some nfl stuff uh we're gonna figure out how to get uh, andre back in the in the rhythm of recording so um just stay stay tight with us uh as we kind of chill in june and then we'll be back uh at it in july before you go, remember, please follow the show on Twitter at OUAchievers and on Instagram at OverUnderAchievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review or by sharing the show with a friend. I'm Knox. Jason. We'll see you next time. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. 
It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.